Now, in the scriptures, of course, James, the first chapter, and 1 Peter 1. Well, I, I tell you, let's do it the other way around. 1 Peter 1. We better pray. <laughs> Lord, we all agree together. It's touching this, asking for utterance, revelation, guidance, anointing, ears that hear, eyes that see exactly what you want to say to us, minister to us tonight. We purpose to lay hold of it, to value it, respect it, and to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. First Peter 1, verse 3. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercies begotten us again to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away, reserved in the heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Somebody say, through faith. Kept by the power of God, that's God, through faith, that's us, unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. Will the uh, life of faith always be easy without challenges? No. Verse 7, what? That the trial, that word can be translated test. (coughs) Excuse me, that the testing of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise. Let me stop here. What's the results of a test? You pass or fail. Different degrees of that, but yeah. You see why I showed you the video? Hmm? Our next trip uh, to Florida, we're going to have, what, uh, 10 of our staff in there and two babies and whatever. Um, Would we like to know that the plane is safe? Before you fly on a plane... Would you like to know that it had been tested? I mean, you want your bicycle tested. (laughs) Is that right? You you want your chair tested. Right? Why? Well, if your chair fails, you're a foot off the ground. If that thing fails, (laughs) right? And so... Testing, as you can see, extreme testing. To what end? Why? Tested so it can be proven, so it can be certified, which is the same as approved. Huh? Proven so it can be approved so that you know you can use it. And you can count on it. Is that right? We'll finish reading this with that in mind. That the testing of your faith. Being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it be tried with fire. Again that that word tried and trial. Those are uh, forms of the same thing. Means testing. Testing. Now, a lot of times people don't like that word, but you do when it's something you're going to write on, right? Something you're going to use that it's not going to fail on you in the middle or it's not going to break in your hand or or whatever. Well, God believes in testing too, not tempting you with evil. Now, you know, King James uses the word tempt like God tempted Abraham, but he did not tempt Abraham to do something wrong. Only the enemy does that. That's the word for test. 
it was a testing to what end? Why would, why would that be either? Why would God allow that? When you give something a completely free will, like God has given us, the only way you can be for sure what it's going to do is to test it. And I don't want to guess about what God knows from the, the end, from the beginning. I know he knows it all. But there's something here with the free will. And he is preparing human beings, men and women, for permanent positions in his eternal kingdom. Yes. Come on, y'all listening. This life here is the shortest thing we will ever do. I mean, it's a mist. It's a vapor. You're here. If you live a hundred plus years, it's nothing. You're here. You're gone. But eternity, eon after eon, do you want to put untested people? In permanent positions in the eternal kingdom? No, you don't. So they must be tested to what end? That they may be approved. That they may be approved. Not God doesn't want you to fail. Right? He wants you to pass the test. What if you don't? Repent and get it right next time. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? Yes. It ain't over. God's merciful. His mercy endures forever. But you must not throw up your hands and go, well, I just can't. I just can't. It's too hard. It's... That means you are proving yourself not uh, capable of that kind of place. Now, when you start talking about these things, sometimes people start hollering, oh, no, no, grace, 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 grace. Everybody has the same because of grace. Depends on what you're talking about. When you're talking about our being born again and our being part of the family of God, our works don't accomplish that. What Jesus has done. Huh? That's what has bought our salvation. That's what gives us a place in the family of God, not our works. Only what he did. But when you're talking about reward, that is based on our works. Did you hear that? Not our justification, not our righteousness, not being in the family. But when you talk about reward... Don't you remember in Revelation, the Lord said, I'm coming quickly. And what? Got my reward with me. And what? According to everybody's works. That's not deciding whether you're saved or not. That's right. Amen. And so this is going to tie into how you did. How we did in this life. Did we pass the test? You know, if you'd have been there when they were stretching those wings on that falcon, (laughs) eight feet up, reckon you'd have heard some creaking (laughs) and some straining and some, yeah, getting zapped with lightning, huh? (laughs) But how else you going to know? I said, how else are you going to know? I mean, you got theory, you got the engineers, you got the guys on their flat screens in there with their software, but at some point, somebody has got to go up to Resolute Bay, Canada in your big coat, is that right, in your big coat, and just let that thing sit out all night long in the blizzard and get 30, 40 below. Thank you, Lord. 
And you won't really know till you come out in the morning and turn some switches on and see what happens. It's got, you don't want your customer finding out. Is that right? He can't do it. She can't do a trip. Calling the factory saying, what'd you make here? This thing don't even work when it gets cold. <laughs> Somebody say, it has to be tested. Now, did they want to test it so it would fail? No. No, they want to sell airplanes. Is that right? And so not only do they have to test it so that it passes, they have uh, the FAA and they have the European organization. They have to get them to sign off and say, yep, it works. Yeah, it did good. It passed all the tests. Everybody, you know, in the company, they want it approved. Yes. Right? Yes, Said out loud, tested. Yes. Proven. Yes. Certified. certified. Approved. Finish reading this, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold. Skip down to uh, the end of the verse. That it might be found unto what? Praise. Praise. What might be found unto praise? Your faith. And honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The master is going to honor our faith. See, that's so big, your mind hardly wants to believe it. Why? He's not going to honor something that's not worth anything. Everybody's not just going to get a participation medal. <laughs> you were there, medal. Uh-uh, uh-uh. God's not going to, the Lord's not going to honor something that's nothing. Read it again. That the what? That same word can be translated testing. So say it like that. The testing of your faith. Being much more precious than gold. That perishes. Though it be tested with fire. We, we don't know what God's going to call on us to use our faith to do. Pass this life in his kingdom. But I assure you, everything you learned about it down here, you'll take with you into the next life. Everything that's happening down here is preparing us for what comes next. God has big plans. Have you looked out into the night sky? Oh, he's big. I said, he's big, he's big. He's big and he's got big plans. And he needs people he can count on. That's been the big deal. We don't know how many times, but even the record we have of his creation has repeatedly rebelled against him. Look at the planet right now. How many billions on the planet are in total denial about God? Total rebellion against Him. It was so bad in Noah's time, almost wiped off the whole thing. Why? Nobody listened to Him. He made them. He gave them breath. His gravity is holding their feet on the ground. And yet, won't even acknowledge Him. Oh, but there's some. I said there are some. It's a relative few compared to the billions, but there are some who will be called faithful. Hallelujah. What what does faithful mean? A faithful machine means when you call on it to do its job, it'll do its job. You can count on it. 
What about a faithful child of God? Same thing. When God calls on you to do something, you won't argue with him. You won't put it off. You won't make excuses. You will do what he called on you to do. And you'll do it well. And friend, after a lifetime of that, your faith will have been refined. Oh, I don't know if you heard that or not. The, the rough edges will have been smoothed off. Come on, are you listening? The missing gaps will have been filled in. And the dross and the junk will have been burned off. And by the time you get to the end, it'll be shining, gleaming, like gold coming out of a furnace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tested faith. Proven faith. Hallelujah. Approved faith. And the Lord is going to acknowledge it. And honor it. Because faith pleases God. So folks can mock us and laugh at us about faith if they want to. It just shows how foolish they are. We're on a track. Nobody's turning us back. Can you say amen? Amen. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Though it be tried with fire that your faith might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You know Paul talked about the the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight run, finished my course. I've kept the faith. And he said, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Yes, amen. Oh, friend, these things, these crowns, these, these rewards, they are going to be astounding. And they will never tarnish. And they will never fade. And they will never go away. And it will be for those the Lord could count on. When he went to use them, they didn't break in his hand. They didn't wilt. They didn't quit. They didn't give up. He needed them, and they passed the test. Hallelujah. They came through for him. Can you say amen? Go to the book of Romans, please. Thanks be to God. Is this okay tonight? I did not plan on preaching this tonight, but I like it. Do you like it? Oh, I like it. (laughs) Like I said, didn't even know that video existed. But, uh, you know, since we've been looking at these things, I've been trying to find out, because I'm going to be involved in it, that when I'm 2,000 miles away from anything crossing the ocean at night in the dark, can I count on this thing? (laughs) Is that right? You need to know before (laughs) you launch. Or is there something else that's better, that's more reliable that you need to look at, you know? And uh, and realize that's what's going on right now. All through the church. All through the earth. The Lord is finding out who he can count on. Is that right? In Romans chapter 4, did you find it? Two people did. (laughs) Romans 4.11, Abraham received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith he had being yet uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe. Is that you? Do you believe? Before the the passage is over, and also in Galatians 3, he refers to us also as the seed of Abraham, and that he is our father. He is one of the greatest examples. Of course, Jesus is is, is number one, but but after the master, he's one of the greatest examples for you and I to follow in faith, because his faith was counted to him for righteousness before there was even a law. Just knowing God. And listening to him. 
and being somebody, you know, entering into covenant with him and being somebody that God could count on. That if he told him to do something, he would do it. And that's what faith is. Well, it goes on to say that he, verse 12, and the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Now, I hadn't seen this until today, uh, like this. But if you look up the word steps, it means literally what we think, steps. But it also means like somebody had walked through a place in the sand and you're walking in their footprints. You're taking steps, but you are matching their steps. You're matching their steps. You're walking in their tracks, if you will. It means that as much as the other. And uh, uh, go to Hebrews 11. Some of these I think it's better if we read than just if I quote it and refer to it. Hebrews 11, that great faith chapter, verse 5. He mentions three patriarchs in a row here. And there's something in common with them. Besides, well, it includes faith, but... By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Tell me what we know about how Enoch exhibited faith. We only know one thing. Huh? That he walked with God. Obviously, it took faith to do that, and he is remembered throughout generations for that. Somebody say, he walked with God. God. And what you'll find is uh, in verse uh, 7, it says, by faith Noah, that same phrase was used with Noah, said he walked with God. And then verse 8, it says, by faith Abraham. And you'll also find the same thing, he walked with God. The Lord actually told him, walk with me, walk before me. What is walking? It's taking steps. You know, I I said the Lord quickened to me a few months ago, step up. And you'll see both of these phrases, step out and step up. But both of them requires advancing. Instead of standing still. And you'll, you'll see also, and I didn't, what I said, I didn't see this till today. This is also the testing process. Is through the steps. And then the steps get progressively more challenging. Come on, are y'all with me or not? Huh? Did they take steps with that? You know, on that one where they were showing bending the wings. They sped up that time lapse. Because they didn't just jerk those wings up to, <laughs> to eight feet. They, they, you saw all those cables on it. They kept cranking it and they kept cranking it for over a period of time. And, of course, the, the pressures got more and more and more. But it was progressive. Steps. And you'll find with almost every product and almost every machine in, in the approval process, they go through steps. They even call it the steps of certification, steps of this, steps of that. And so I want to take you a little bit. Do you have time? Because it could take a little bit of time. I got a new watch. How do you like that? Just got it a while ago. Uh I want to, Brother Kenneth got a new watch too. (laughs) Good trade. (laughs) I want us to go through 
He, he said, not, not just to the, 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 the Jews, he said, but, but to those that walk in the steps of our father, Abraham. Did he walk a walk with God that is absolutely exemplary, that is so admirable, that is just the perfect example for generation after generation? Should we be following in these steps? Should we be? We're told to. Follow in these steps. Follow in these steps. Steps of faith. And steps of proving. Now go with me to Genesis if you would. Genesis the 12th chapter. And we're not going to you know go verse by verse of course. It would take way too long. But uh, just kind of a summary Do you think that'd be all right? A a, a summary of the life of Abraham and and the steps that he took. Genesis 12 records his first step of faith. We we tend to think of people at the end of their life and accomplishments. But they didn't start there. Did they? No. No. They didn't start with all the knowledge and experience of God. They, they, there was a time when they hardly knew anything about God or knew nothing about God. I mean, where, uh, uh, where Abram was born and grew up, man, they worshipped idols. They worshipped false gods and all kind of stuff. I mean, he wouldn't have known about God personally. But God revealed himself to him. And he got to know him good enough that the Lord could tell him something. Genesis 12, 1, the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country and from your kinfolks, out of your mom and daddy's house. That's a word for somebody. Out of your mom and daddy's house. I'm serious. What what are we talking about? Faith. Steps of faith. Huh? Huh? Does it take more faith to, to get out on your own and get your own house or just eat on somebody else's dime? Okay. To a land I will show you and I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. You'll be a blessing. I'll bless them that bless you, curse them that curses you. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Referring eventually to the... Uh, the seed Jesus, but then also directly to his covenant with God and what his actions would allow God to do for all humanity. Astounding is what it is, especially when you try to factor in how long ago this was and what he might have known or not known. You know what the biggest thing in you? God knew him personally. Knew how to hear from him. So Abram departed. Did it take a step to make that happen? Huh? Did he have to make a decision? Leave what he knew. Leave what he is comfortable with. Huh? Did he have to? Yeah. And, And here's a big deal. We read in the book of Hebrews. He went out not knowing where he was going. When his neighbor said, so you're moving, Abram? Yeah. Where y'all going? He said, um, that away. <laughs> where, where is that? The Lord said he'd tell me. He'd show me. <laughs> right? But it took a step. Didn't it? There comes a point where you got to quit talking about it, thinking about it, asking other people what they think. Is that right? Didn't you got to? Step out the door, out the yard. Is that right? Leave town. He was 75 years old when they departed 
out of Haran. And they went forth to go to the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came, the scripture said. (laughs) Don't you like that? Is this a big deal? If he hadn't done this, there would be no other story about Abraham. If he hadn't done that, it would have been over before it started. Then, in verse 9, Abraham journeyed going on still toward the south, and there was a famine in the land. Whoa. Looks like a bad time to leave home. A bad time to be out on the road. Huh? Of course, you know, when times get hard, that's usually when crime goes up, too. What do you think was a thought that came to uh, Abram's mind? You should you should stay home. Huh? A famine. There's a famine. Famine's bad economy. Bad economy. But he did not turn around and go back home and say this is not going to work. He he was confident enough in his hearing from God and direction from God that he said, no, the Lord told me to to go. And he didn't tell me to go back. Famine or no famine. Now, is his faith being tested? See, you'll hear people say, you know, they, they went to all of the faith meetings and got all the faith tapes and, and faith books and, and got all the faith confessions and everything's wonderful and wonderful. Just love shouting in the services and meetings and then boom, something goes wrong. Something is not good. And I've seen people, grown men, cry and go, I'm a faith man. This is not supposed to be happening to me. I'm a faith man. You don't sound like a faith man. (laughs) Faith that is not tested. Is it faith? Is it something you can count? Is it something that God can count on? No, we don't know how much faith you've got as long as everything's going great and you feel good. No problems, no issues. Huh? <laughs> it's when you say, God told me to go over there. So you launch right into a famine. And don't you kid yourself, the enemy was telling him, you missed it. You missed it. I mean, how could this be okay? Was his faith being tested? Huh? Then, Pharaoh's representatives see Sarah. You remember that? And they tell Pharaoh, now you talk about a good looking woman. You need this woman. And so he said, well, get her. And so they took her to Pharaoh's palace. And now Abraham has lost his wife. And he's in a famine. And he's a long way from home. Or is his wings being? Huh? Huh? Would you be tempted to say, you shouldn't have left home? Right? You you shouldn't have left home. See, at this point, he has got no natural reason to think he will ever see her again. No, he doesn't. Everybody knows. Pharaoh wants you, woman. Your woman's gone. And if you make a fuss about it, you're dead. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Should have never left home. 
So yeah, Abraham took all his folks and his stuff, left home on a great faith adventure, went out, not knowing where he was going, and it ain't going well. Bottom fell out of the economy. Times are hard. And you ain't got a wife anymore. (laughs) And you love your wife. Is his faith being tested? And can you see the tests are progressive? Does God want to see him fail? Absolutely not. What does he want? He wants a man. That we'll still be talking about centuries later in 2023 at the week of increase meeting. Come on out with it. He wants a man. He can call his friend. Is that right? He wants a man that if he wants something done and he tells him to do it, no matter what it costs him, he will do it. No matter what it looks like, this is a tested faith. A tried faith, a tested faith, and a proven faith. Glory to God. Does God want that for you? Yes. Does He want it for me? Yes. Now hold your place here, or they'll just put it on the screen. James 1, hold your place. Well, you're in Genesis. Keep your place in Genesis. Story's not over, is it? We can't leave Abe, Abe uh, broke. <laughs> he wasn't broke, but everybody around him was. And no wife. Right? He's not eating good. Sarah's not cooking for him. And it's not. <laughs> James. <laughs> James 1 2. Brethren, it'll be awful. When you fall into divers, testings and tryings, no, do what? How could you? Why would you? How could you? Why would you? Cause. When we run it through the deep water and we stretch its wings and we zap it with lightning, then Keith can get it and fly all over the world. Huh? Huh? And Faith Life Church folks won't have to be scared that he will never come back. (laughs) Why? Because it was shot. It was frozen. It was stretched. It was tested. It was tested. And it passed the test. So it was approved. And it's being used all over the place. Is this okay? Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Does that mean it'll always feel like joy? No, No, it'll feel like lightning hits you. (laughs) It'll feel like somebody stole your wife. It'll feel like you shouldn't have left home. Huh? It'll feel so frozen you can't feel your feet and... (laughs) Like somebody's trying to pull your arms off. And you're supposed to do what? Go. Glory to God. Really? Really? You're not going to feel like it. You're not going to look like it. Which is why he didn't say it feel like it. He said count it. You can count it that regardless of what it looks and feels like. Why? 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 Because the trying The testing of your faith, it works, the perseverance, the patience, the endurance, but let it work. Don't give up. Don't bail. 
Don't quit. Don't cry. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Count it all joy. Why? Somebody said, man, we've been going through some stuff. And you say, don't stop. Keep going. (laughs) Keep, Keep going. Why? Get on the other side. Get through it. Get out of it. Keep going. Don't stop and give up in the middle of it. That means you stay there. Let patience, perseverance have her perfect work that you may wind up perfect, complete, entire, wanting nothing. That's what you'd rejoice about. You by faith, Jesus endured the cross. Why? For the for the joy that was said, was it fun? Oh no. Was it awful? Yes. Was it horrible? Yes. But he didn't just stay in that moment of feeling by faith. He could see you. He could see me. He could see us saved and delivered and free. He could see us with him in the kingdom forever. Hallelujah. So he said, not my will, but let's do it. Let's do it. Yours be done. Jesus' faith. Tested. Whoo. Proven. Perfect. Approved. And guess what? He happens to be also personally the author. And the finisher of your faith. Does he know how to do it? We got the best faith advisor in the universe. Assisting us with our faith. The author and the finisher. So is there some kind of development? Author, finisher. There's There's a development. Can you see a progression? And that's why he said steps. Steps of faith. Let's go back and help Abraham. Go back. (laughs) He's in the tent by himself. (laughs) It's not good. Somebody say, but he didn't go home. No, he didn't. He didn't give up. He didn't quit. He didn't go back to that idol, idol worshiping bunch over there in Haran. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. God told him to go. And he went. And it looks like everything's going wrong, but he trusts his God. God said he's supposed to be here, then he's supposed to be here. You know the story. The psalmist talks about this. God reproved kings for his prophet's sake. I'm telling you, he got a hold of Pharaoh and he shook him up and his whole household and, and they got Sarah back to uh, Abraham and they paid him huge amounts of money and all kind of stuff and apologized up and down and so whoo, got Sarah back. And so praise God. Things are looking pretty good. Richer than you ever been. This is where the point said he would, man, they were rich. They had so many cows and sheep and camels and everything. And then his uh, nephew, Lot, that he just took under his wing and, and, and gave him his starter seed, gave him some starter cows and starter sheep and what have you. And then let him go with him and buy when he bought and sell when he sold. And next thing you know, Lot is a wealthy man. And Lot's herdsmen are pushing Abraham's people aside and fighting with them for the water and for the grazing. And, and we got strife. And Abraham said, uh-uh. No, we're not. We ain't having this. So the elder went to the younger and said, we're brethren. We, we can't have this strife. You tell me what you want, where you want to be, and I'll go somewhere else. You know what it takes to do that? It takes love 
And it takes faith. Is that right? And Lot, dummy that he was, picked the best for himself. And so now Abram's got all these uh, livestock and all this stuff. And he's over here in the harsh place with less water and, and not good conditions. Do you think the enemy ever tried to tell him, you should have stayed home? You should have just stayed home. Isn't that something? You try to help your kin, folks? <laughs> you help out family, and this is what you get. <laughs> and then, then, Lot, without being under Abram's influence and Sarah's, he gets closer and closer and finally moves in over Sodom. Next thing you know, multiple kings and armies come and take over everything and take them away captives. And word gets to Abraham. It looked like maybe you should have just stayed home. Mm-mm. He took it. The responsibility is self and his trained servants and his neighbors. And he went and fought trained armies. Come on, y'all listening. And he delivered his kinfolks and got back all the stuff and all the people. Somebody say, praise God, praise God. How many think making the decision to take your trained servants with your neighbors and go fight armies? What kind of decision is that? Huh? Do you reckon the thought crossed your mind? Well, Lot knew what he was getting into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because every indication is you do this and you're dead. Not only will they be lost, but they'll kill all of your men and take all of your women and children. And But can you see his faith is being tested? Every, every... Next step is even more challenging. Now he's fighting armies. But God gave him the victory. And he delivered his kin folks. Hallelujah. And even when the king of Sodom came and said, oh, you know, whoo, you got our people back. So you can have all the money. Just give me the people back, you know. And, and he said, I've lifted up my hand to God. I won't take a shoestring from you. Nobody will be able to say they made Abram rich. So he, you can't even tempt him with large sums of money. Has he grown? Has his faith grown? Has, he's passed tests. Come on, can you see this? I mean, is that, is that faith getting stronger and brighter and clearer? And did God have all this in mind when he said, leave home? Hmm? Abraham didn't know all that stuff was going to happen, but God did. And he knew it would take those steps to get him where he wanted him to be and needed him to be for covenant. Then, hallelujah, defeated the armies. How many think uh, Abram's servants were feeling pretty good about that? When they walked to town? Huh? And and people said, uh, don't mess with them. Did you hear? They just took out some armies. I thought that was Abraham's staff. Yeah. Tell them you don't mess with them. And... Got the kin folks back and, and all these things and, and then, uh, Abimelech, king of Gerar, saw Sarah. Uh oh. She must have been a looker. I mean, by this time she's what, 80 or something? And so guess what Abimelech wants? He wants Sarah. And so he takes her. Says to get her. To take her away. And they took her. And for the second time. <laughs> and probably Abraham's thinking. How popular can one woman be? I mean. 
I mean, it took a miracle. Is that right to get out of this last time? And it's happened again? It's happened again? (laughs) So even after all those things you know, the thought would have been, you should have stayed home. I mean, this has already happened twice. And it was a miracle you got her back last time. You know, you ain't getting her back this time. And you know how that king is in that bunch. Ah, Don't you dare go over there. You're just dead. But he didn't go home. He didn't give up. Is his faith being challenged again? Is is his wings being stretched? Another lightning hit. (laughs) But I'm telling you, God moved. He shook that king. He shook his counsel. He got her back safe and good and a whole bunch more money. Money, 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 money and stuff, money and stuff. Then Sarah says, I can't have kids, so uh, let's have one with Hagar. Abraham says, okay. (laughs) Why'd you laugh about that? And they got Ishmael. (laughs) But after Isaac was born, there was, you know, a little tension there. And Sarah came to Abraham and said, you need to send them away. Because he's not going to be heir with my boy. And Abraham, he, he wasn't listening to that. And God said, that's right. Do it. And I've heard people make whole a series about you're supposed to listen to your wife. Uh, but actually, he was listening to God. <laughs> now, granted, a wise man will take heed. <laughs> but don't make doctrines about that. <laughs> And this, this is his son. This is his son. And this is his flesh and blood. And when he was raising Ishmael uh, in the natural, he might not even been thinking he'd ever have a son. Anybody else. This, this boy was the apple of his eye. And God said, no, do it. Need to send him away. Is his... Faith really being tested. See, y'all are quiet on this. Your faith will be tested with the conditions of the world around you. Your faith will be tested with financial things. Your faith will be tested with family. Y'all awake? And relationships. You got to make up your mind before you ever get to these places. God's first. Is that right? Don't make me pick between him and you. Don't don't put me in that position because I've already picked. I've already made up my mind. And he did it. This would have been tough on his soul. This would have really been hard on him. But God told him he would take care of Ishmael. He told him he would bless him and all the things that would happen. And so Abraham believed God. Is that right? And if God said send him away and God said I'm going to take care of him, then he's going to be okay. He'll be fine. And he did it. He did it. Can you see progressive things? I mean, these tests get there. This is a bigger deal than just leaving the house. Can you see what I mean by that? And now they've got Isaac. Isaac. His name is Laughter. I mean, after all these decades, there was some crying times about not being able to have a baby. But after all these decades, there's baby sounds in the tent. Oh, it's wonderful. And now he's grown into a boy and a young guy. And uh, oh, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. It's just 
you know, in the natural, it looked like your time had come and gone and you would never have uh, your own son, you and Sarah. And he's there living, breathing, happy, healthy, great boys. And God says, your son, your only begotten son, you and Sarah. Take him up to the place where I'll show you and offer him up to me and give him to me. This makes all the tests before this look small. Is that right? This and and you would try to reason about it because this is the miracle boy. Right? And all these years we believe for this. And we finally get here. And God says, no, I want him. So you wouldn't have him. But it didn't even take days. It didn't take weeks. Is that right? I mean, he made the decision. Next morning they loaded up the donkey. Is that right? And they head straight out. And we know from the book of Hebrews how Abraham got it settled. Is that right? Because he's thinking, he's thinking, oh, God. Oh, God. He thought, well, hold on now, hold on. Hold on. God said in Isaac would be your seed that's going to bless all the nations. So the boy cannot die and that be the end of it. It can't or the word of God wouldn't come to pass. So why would he tell me this? And I don't know how long it took him, but he came to the conclusion he's going to have to raise him from the dead. That's what's got to happen. Does any of this sound familiar? You offer up as a sacrifice your only begotten son, and you believe for resurrection. Does this sound familiar to anybody? God has a right to do this for all mankind because his covenant friend did it for him. And no matter how many demons and yell and Satan scream when the end of judgment, when all this is wound up, that God is favoring us somehow, it'll stand forever. Let every man be a liar. But God, hallelujah, he'll say, no, I had every right to redeem them. I had every right to save them. Why? Because my friend, my friend. Abraham, he gave me his son and he believed for the resurrection. He believed, he was completely convinced that God would raise that boy up out of those ashes. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Now, now, now stop a minute. When he left the house way back there in chapter 12, did he have that kind of faith? No, nobody would have. Uh Uh-uh. No, nobody, nobody starts there, but steps, somebody say steps, steps, steps of faith, every juncture, the famine, Sarah being taken, them taking Lot, fighting the army. Can you see this? I mean, every one of these, Abraham is passing the test. Is that right? And his faith is being proven and approved. And this was the big one. This is what it was all leading up to. Can you say a hallelujah? It was all leading up to this. Genesis 22. Go there. I'm thinking about closing. It crossed my mind. Let me say it like that. Genesis 22. Think about how he had trained this boy. Or this young man. When he says, well, Father, I, you know, here's the fire, here's the, the wood, but where's the, where's the sacrifice? 
And he said, uh, the Lord will provide. And so, you know, Isaac's trying to figure this out. And when they get up there and they lay out the wood and they do all the things and he says, go ahead and get up. He didn't run away. He didn't fight. Hmm? Got to remember what house he grew up in. And if daddy says this is God, it's God. So Abraham's standing up there, just him and the boy, the wind blowing. He said, okay, God, I'm going to see a resurrection. And he drew back and the angel said, wait, 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 why, why do you have to yell? He's doing it. I mean, in, in his heart, he had already done it. He's doing it. Now, if anybody ever said God told them to do that, they're lying. Because it was only that one time, and God didn't even let him go through with it. Come on, can you see that? So this human sacrifice thing, that's of the devil. No matter who, who says what about it. And it was only needed for that one situation where God would have the right to do the same thing for us. And so he said, don't lay your hand on the lad. Don't do anything to him. I mean, he had to grab him. He had to yell at him. Yeah. I mean, when an angel speaks loud to you, you go, oh, whoa. <laughs> he said, now I know. Oh, I don't know if you read that or not. Somebody said, didn't God already know? This is how he said it. Now, I know. Why? Because when you really give another being a completely free will, they can do things that you don't want them to do. Is that right? They can refuse to do things that you want them to do. If not, they don't really have a free will. And angels have rebelled against God. Human beings have rebelled against God. And, and by the large, the most part, by the vast majority, have been created beings that God made and gave life to. And he couldn't trust them to do anything. Yeah. Much less listen to him or obey him or, or do his will. And But, but, with redemption, there now is a chosen group who have said yes and who are tra- being trained in this life to listen and to obey and because of what we have lived through down here in this dark cursed demon filled disease filled place because of what we have been through in our lifetime down here after this life nobody will get us to rebel against God it ain't gonna happen Do you believe it'll happen? I'm never rebelling against God. How about you? Uh, No. In the ages to come. Because we've seen the ugly side of sin and death. We've been here and seen the disobedience and the evil and the rebellion. And when somebody, God's giving all these human beings, all these billions of us, he's given us an opportunity. To be some of his chosen. And not just that. Not just when you get born again. That's the beginning of your journey. Now you start taking steps. And he's got a plan for every one of us. Just like he had for Abraham. Is that right? And it starts with taking that first step. But that's not the end. Will it be easy? Oh see that was a week. That was weak. That was weak. <laughs> no. Was all that stuff we just went through with him, was that easy? No. Now, he had a lot of great times. That wasn't like that all the time. But, man, there were things, I mean, that you really, it's going to try your faith. Yeah, that's right. Are you going to give up and quit? Are you going to get mad at God? I'm talking about Abraham. Is he going to get mad at God? Is he going to, his faith was being tried. 
Just like gold in a refinery. But when a, a metal is pure like that, no matter if you turn the heat way up, the only thing that gets burned up is the dross. The impurities. He said, now I know. I know now. I see you, Abraham. I see you. I know you fear God. I know it. Now, you've not withheld your son, your only son, from me. God saw his heart. He knew he had to stop him because it was already a done deal. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him there was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Isaac went, whoo. <laughs> of course, he may have heard the angel too. And Abraham went and took the ram, offered him up, and his son standing there for the burnt offering, and they're praising God. Abraham said, let's name this place. Jehovah Jireh. Why? Because he had told his son says, Where? Where's the sacrifice? He said, God will provide. The Lord who sees and provides. Hallelujah. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham out of heaven the second time. Oh, are you awake, child of God? Listen, listen to this. And God said, by myself, I have sworn. You know why he swore by himself? Ain't nobody else. Ain't no other God. There's nobody bigger. There's nobody higher. There's nobody greater. I swear by myself. I mean, his word is immutable. And eternal, and like Hebrews says, he's giving another layer of assurance and confirmation. For one thing, he can't lie. And now he's giving you an oath. Because you've done this thing. And have not withheld your son, your only son. What's God the Father thinking about? His son. See, this thing's already locked in. Is that right? His son, his only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and the sand on the seashore, and your seed will possess the gate of his enemies, and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. We started off the week talking about step up, steps. We've taken a few steps this week. Are we done? Nope. Are we going to quit? No. Can God count on us? Do we have to demonstrate? Pass the test? God's not trying to fail us. He's not tempting us to do anything wrong. What does he want? He wants us to pass a test so he can promote us, so he can add to us, so he can use us bigger, so he can use more. Is that right? Because he that's faithful in that which is least would be faithful in much. Stand on your feet, everybody. Glory to God. Somebody say, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Lift your hands.